Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing David Blaine, the founder, CEO, and senior wealth advisor at Blue Sky Wealth Advisors, a fee-only fiduciary independent registered investment advisor founded back in 1999. He is the author of Invest in Your Life, Not Just Your Portfolio, A Guide to Achieving Financial Independence. Uh, Before we dive right in, uh, David, first off, thank you very much for your military service to our country. Well, thank you, Seth. It was... uh... It was a great time in my life, and I'm uh, proud to have had the opportunity to serve. Now, you did not take the normal route to becoming a financial advisor, um, which is go to school for some level of financial services and that, or somehow luck into the industry. You started out in the military. Um, you were an Army Ranger, among many other things, Bronze Star Medal, 350 parachute jumps, combat zones all over the world. So talk a little bit about, because obviously the book has lessons learned from the military and how they apply to the world of finance and financial literacy. So what made you go from literally the top 1% of the 1% in the military to then wanting to become a financial advisor? Yeah, that's a great question, Seth. I actually really enjoy uh, telling the story. Um, As a kid, I was always starting businesses and making money and delivering newspapers, cutting grass, things like that. And I kind of continued that through my time at West Point and started investing. And so I I, I was in the military and I did all sorts of of things that don't really translate to a civilian career very well. But, um, you know, I, I was gone a lot, as, as you can see from my bio, and, and I tried to find people to help me. Uh, I had started investing. Um, you know, there's, there were certain groups that would sort of prey on military service members for uh, selling them insurance and selling them financial products and things like that, and it really turned me off. And, and so I, I just had a hard time finding people to help me. Um, I, there was a point in my career where my tax bill exceeded my pay in the Army. Wow. And so I was struggling to find competent tax advice. And so I decided to, to start learning this stuff myself. Um, and that's really how it started, Seth, was it, it, it grew out of a desire to be served um, with someone that knew what they were doing, that weren't just selling a product. So they, they had some knowledge with a fair price 
uh, and transparent. Uh, if you recall, so this was back in the, you know, the mid 90s. And it was very difficult to understand what you were paying people and, and, and how the financial industry worked. Um, and so I, I said I had this idea that I wanted to become a financial advisor. And it kind of took a, a strange turn. I, I signed up really to start with a large national brokerage firm. I really didn't know anything about the industry. I was like, hey, I want to help people. And the first thing they did was they said, hey, you got to make a list of 100 people. And you're, yeah. we're going to call them together. You know, this is our training. We're going to call them together. I was like, whoa, what is it's this? It's funny you lucked out when I started at Prudential. My manager made me do 300. <laughs> there you go. And right? I literally didn't. I was 22. I didn't know 300 people. And he said, well, you know, we got to do it for home office. Just make it up. And I said, what do you mean make them up? Don't they have to be real people? He said, no, we got to hit a quota. So I was literally taking baseball player names and it was Don Mattingly and Daryl Strawberry. So I had Don Strawberry and Daryl Mattingly. And he's like, that's fine. That counts. Keep going. They'll never guess. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is great. Yeah. Well, I, you know, here's a guy coming out of the military. I was actually still in the military. I'm a planner and um, I, I, well, I won't get into all the details. You can read my book, but I, but I did fracture my, my neck. And so I had to come off of like an operational team. And so I had a desk job and as a planner, I wanted to have a job, you know, figure out what I was going to do. So I actually started doing this stuff um, while I was still in the military recuperating. And, and I was like, whoa, that's not what I want. So I noticed one day near where I lived, there was a guy at a sign out front of his building. It said XYZ comma CFP. And I'm like, oh, yeah, certified. That's what I want. So I went in there and I started talking to the guy and find out what he did and things like that. And, and he's like, yeah, you should sign up. And I didn't understand like how the brokerage world worked and the, you know, the, the overrides and commissions and things like that. But one day I said, well, before I do this, I said, do you mind if I sit in on a couple of client meetings with that was very smart like, you? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. Um, and so we, I proceeded to sit in on about two or three meetings and in each one, he would pull out a, uh, a legal pad and the client would sit there and he'd write down a few things. And lo and behold, at the end of each meeting, the recommendation was to purchase an annuity. <laughs> and so I, was I, like, I can guess what company he worked for, but we're going to <laughs> remain nameless. Exactly. And so I was like, wow, this is not what I had in mind. So I was a little bit lost. I didn't have other than some businesses, you know, as a kid and things like that. I was not an entrepreneur. But I, I, I fortunately, I had, you know, invested and, and had some, some savings and investments. So I went to my wife and I was like, hey, that's crazy ideas. I think I'm going to start my own financial planning business. And she's like, what? Like, you know, what are you kidding me? So that, that's literally how I started. And, and I hung my shingle out and I realized really quickly kind of your, you know, the area you operate in is you need some clients to be in business. It's great if you're really smart and you know everything, but if you don't have anyone to actually do that for, you are not in business. And so I really uh, struggled for like for five years. I didn't make any money at all. I mean, I did not know what I was doing, uh, but, I, but I'm the kind of person that learns and studies. And so I just taught myself the, uh, the ins and outs of, of business. And actually today, you know, marketing is one of our strong suits. And we, we have a good, good, solid marketing program. But anyway, that's literally I started, Seth, because I, I wanted to, I was trying to find somebody that would treat me the way I wanted to be treated. And I couldn't find it. And I said, I'm going to provide that for other people. 
All right. Well, God bless you. I love the story. <laughs> um, so now, 20 plus years later, you advise on you manage over advise on over two billion dollars um, in investable assets. What is the best investment somebody can make? So my feeling, the best investment is in their self, um, and I talk about that in in my book. People always asking me, hey, what should I invest in? What should I invest in? And your intellectual capacity, your knowledge, um, you don't have to be the smartest person. I'm not the smartest person. But if you can understand and invest in yourself, figure out what you are good at, figure out what you are passionate about, and invest in some basic skills, I feel that that, that is absolutely the best investment that you can make. I mean, this is, you know, we live in some crazy times, Seth, but I, but I still believe that you know, this is America. And if you want to go make a million dollars, it's the best place in the world to do that. But the first thing you need to do is invest a little bit in yourself, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of competence in something, uh, and get some mentors, and then you can do it. So absolutely, it's invest, it's invest in yourself. All right. Now you've taken what has historically been an overcomplicated industry and narrowed it down to five basic habits for financial success. Success. I don't want you to give away all the secret sauce. I do want people to go get a copy of the book, but can you give us, let's say one or two of those habits that set us up for a lifetime of financial success? Sure, I mean, it's so simple and everybody has heard this before, but the number one thing is spend less than you make. Uh, whether you make $50,000 a year or $5 million a year, I see people every day that do not set aside money for, for, for the future. And, and uh, I have this, it's not my chart is proprietary. The concept is not proprietary, but the idea of taking your labor and exchanging it for money, which then you turn into uh, investable assets, either real estate or stocks or bonds or a business or something that produces income that isn't relying on your, ca on your, on your labor, that's the whole secret to succeeding. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you have some excess capital to invest in those financial instruments or business. And so that's the number one thing is you've got to peel off some of the money. I'll never forget, even when I was started my company and we, we were, you know, had negative income, I, I still continued to, to pull what little I made and put something, something away. And so that's number one is to make sure that you um, spend less than you make. Of course, we already talked about investing in yourself. The other thing that I see is people becoming, um, they don't have a, a reason for doing it. And, and having some sort of reason for what you're doing, I think is essential for success. Um, because a lot of times, now there are people that, um, that, that are successful that maybe not have a goal. The example I use, you know, Bill Gates, I don't think he envisioned Microsoft the way it was, but he had certainly some intermediate goals, but he had a vision to do something. People generally just don't stumble into success. And so trying to figure out something. So when hard times comes along and your business is struggling or failing and you're up at two in the morning trying to balance a check, you have a reason to like keep, keep going a reason to better yourself and that's that's one of the things that i find people uh when they come in if they say you know oh i just want to create a big pile of money like that's a huge warning flag because they're not going to do what it takes to be successful or they're not going to like it when 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 they get there 
Um, I guess, go ahead. I would say that makes a ton of sense. Obviously, we, everyone should get the book to learn more about those two and the other three habits. And obviously, there's a whole lot more in the book. You mentioned uh, going through a downturn. Now, as we're recording this, we're at the height of the corona COVID pandemic. We've seen the Dow Jones Industrial Average go from 30,000 near an all-time high down to 18, back up to a range of 22 to 26. What are you telling your clients who are scared, hey, is another crash coming? Are we running into, are we going to have uncertainty around the election? What is your philosophy? Obviously, we're not asking you for specific investment advice, past right. performance, no guarantee of future success, right. insert standard legal disclaimers. But what are your, what is your philosophy about the economy and the market and the time to invest kind of right now? Yeah, that's a great question, Seth. And, and what I tell people is, well, first of all, a little background. When I started my career and, and where I made the, the seeds of money that enabled me to do what I do, I, I invested in individual stocks and bonds. Um, I, you know, the mid 90s, you know, Cisco, Home Depot, Microsoft, Dell, you know, all those companies. And, and what I found over the years is the market has, has changed significantly in the time. And so our investment philosophy at this point is to build a diversified portfolio. We use mostly free to trade, low cost indexed ETFs, um, and we cover the market uh, with those and we do not trade them. Uh, and so my advice to people is only invest in, in the market what you don't need for at least five years. And, and what I tell people is if you, if you feel that humanity has changed, and, and I have this, this philosophy that the, the reason that the whole thing works is, you know, you, me, people listening here, we all basically want something better for us, our families and our kids. And, and in order to have that better life is that people go out and they create, they invent, they create, they design products and services that people want and need. And that's how things work. And that's what you invest in as an investor. And if you believe that that whole system is broken and that the humanity has changed and people have given up and are never going to invent products and services that people want and need that they buy, great, don't invest. But if you do have a, any inkling that humanity is going to continue on past the next several years, then, then we say, hey, invest for the future. Don't put all your money in the market. Don't put money that you need for the next you know, couple years in the market. But other than that, have a broadly diversified portfolio across the world and go ahead and take advantage of these market dislocations. I mean, we were in March you know, late February, early March, I mean, we were buying like crazy. We're like, hey, if you got some money, let's go ahead and put it in. Having said that, I think at the same time, I, we, we are not like invest and put your head in the sand. It's very important that you understand what's happening. So I do feel like we have a good hand on what's happening and people should expect a tremendous amount of volatility. I think no matter who wins the election, you're going to see between 40 and 50% of the population would be really mad, really upset at, at the results of that. And, and they're going to either re-vote their vote with, with actions, either economic actions or political actions or something. And so I think you're going to see a tremendous amount of uh, uncertainty as the, markets, as the markets go through the fall. 
But you so what do you have... tell people about that? Are you are you moving money to cash and hoping for a rainy day to buy in November? Are you staying the course? Are you doing any market trying to time anything? We, we don't, Seth. Um, we have invested in a wide array. We encourage people, even me, I have a, a, about a 20% allocation to, to high quality bonds. And that is my buy low money. And obviously cash that I have, but so we all, but everybody has, but no, we don't engage in any market time. And what we tell them is we spend a lot of time designing the portfolio to begin with, and they shouldn't have it invested in, in the market to begin with if they're going to get shaken out of it. Once, once the thing starts, once it starts going down, it, you know, it's, it's too late. And we view, you know, that as a, while there are people that are successful, what I tell people is that to, to do it consistently and reliably is almost impossible. And so we don't engage in that, that type of um, market timing. Um, okay, you got into the business because you didn't find the financial advice, the independent financial advice that you were originally looking for. How does someone determine the value of the advice that they're getting? How do they make sure they're not making the mistake that you avoided and started an amazing career and built a phenomenal business because you didn't find it? How do you determine the value of that advice? That's a great, that's another good question, Seth. So there's a book um, called Selling the Invisible. And it was, a, it was a great book that I read early on when I was trying to figure out this marketing thing. And it talks about how people don't, they can't, you know, you go to a car dealer, like actually I'm helping my 20 year old buy a car right now and you can see the car and you can, you can have it checked out and things like that. But, but buying a service, you're pace, placing a lot of trust and confidence in somebody for something you can't tangibly feel. And so what I tell people is to, you have to look at, at the results of, of what they've done and what is their process. So like our investment process, is it going to be the best investments are you going to make the most money but we have a process we have a documented process you know the engineer coming out in me you know that at least you know that i'm not waking up every day and on a whim deciding to to, to do something different with your portfolio we have a very discreet process the same thing with our tax planning you know taxes are a huge value add that we provide for clients and we have a very thorough and um, very distinct tax planning process. I have a 25 page uh, planning guidelines manual that I wrote for the firm that every advisor follows. And these are the steps that we follow. So sometimes that value will come immediately, you know, right when a client becomes a client. Sometimes it'll be uh, five years later when a, when a spouse unexpectedly passes away and all that planning we did comes to fruition. And so what I, what I tell people is to focus on the, 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 the people that they're working with, the character that they have, the processes that they follow, because there's no, it's very hard to tangibly see uh, what you control. So the corollary to that is control what you can control. You can control what you pay. Uh, you can control the, the process that you follow, you know, making sure that you have written investment policy statements, written plans, you know, things like that. So look for an advisor that has that. And of course, today, you know, when I started, there was not a lot of um, schooling or credentials. You know, we, I think I'm one of the last people in my own firm of advisors that doesn't have a master's degree. Um, and, you know, we just hired a 25 year old young lady who has a master's in financial planning. 
and a CFP at 25 years old. I mean, these look for people that actually have some training and background. It's, it's a profession now, you know, it, it's not the, Hey, my uncle sells stocks. You know, let me, let me hire him. Uh, it's an awesome. actual profession. I would, I would agree a hundred percent. What do you like best about what you do? I mean, the passion's obvious. Yeah. I love getting people like when, when you see their face and sort of the lights go on, I love simplifying things. I mean, it's not that difficult is I, my, my feeling is that wall street and, and financial firms and, and they try to make, they overcomplicate it. Of course the tax code. Now that's another story, but that is complicated, but I love sitting down with people and getting them to figure out solutions. And when someone comes in and, and, you know, they have all this stress. I mean, a lot of stress comes with money and to see people at the end of the meeting or the end of the conversation, they say, gosh, you know, I really feel better about that. You know, the Corona people, they're bombarded with coronavirus and riots and, and, and stuff like that. And just being able to be that calming factor, come up with a plan. Hey, we got a plan. Um, and to see people achieve those goals. I, I tell you a number, I think it was the second client that I ever had. So I've been working with him. He was in his early forties and, you know, he and his wife are both retired. Every plan we put into place worked out, you know, the, the term ladder insurance expired right on time. The kids, we got them through college with the strategy we put in place. In fact, the kids are clients now The the wife, uh, you know, was self-employed, just got retired. The husband worked for a major Fortune 500 company, got him retired. And just the, the, the satisfaction of helping people through that is what really drives me. So that's number one. And number two is the people that work at, at the company. So that's kind of the profession, but, but coming here every day to work with people that are passionate about what they do and, and are striving and they're, they're serving people um, to try to help them have a better life. I mean, that, that's what drives me. All right. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. For our folks watching or listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go get the book? And where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and Blue Sky? So the book is available at all your major re retailers. Of course, Amazon. Uh, just search for Invest in Your Life. As, <laughs> as Seth and I were talking, uh, you know, my name is David Blaine. Uh, with no E. So I do get confused on Amazon with the musician. So if you put David Blaine, invest in your life book, it'll come up there. Uh, our company website, we actually have a special landing page uh, set up for Sharkpreneur uh, listeners and viewers. It's uh, www.bluesky.wa. That's the word blue sky, wa.com backslash success. And there you can get a free uh, chapter of the book to, to get you started. I also have a personal web page. If you want to know a little bit more about me, um, I'm a big real estate investor, um, charitable. You know, there's a lot of dimensions to, to what I do. And, and so I actually have my own website, which is davidblaine.com, D-A-V-I-D-B-L-A-I-N.com. Awesome. So we, will, we will put those links in the show notes and send everyone your way. Thank you again. We greatly appreciate your time. David Blaine of Blue Sky Wealth Advisors. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. Really enjoyed it. Take care. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level, but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. 
He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.